0: Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you
1: love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org.
0: Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an Agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast. I'm excited to introduce part one of a special three-part series about data analytics, brought to you by TechSystems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. Today, we're going to talk about how data enables organizations to transform. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome data analytics and insights leader, Ram Palaniapin from Tech Systems. First, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and what you do at Tech Systems? Yeah,
1: um, I'm a practice director uh, for data analytics and insights practice within tech systems. And I have been with tech for the last uh, 10 years. Uh, Prior to that, I was with Oracle as a product manager and prior to that, with Deloitte. Uh, And primarily at tech, um, I manage uh, multiple practices which fall into our data analytics uh, and enterprise applications product lines. And uh, primarily, um, uh, I'm responsible for uh, providing direction uh, from our uh, overall uh, practice uh, uh, strategy perspective. Also, um, I work with our customers
0: in um, helping them to evolve through various transformations. What advice can you offer for organizations that want to become more data-driven, but aren't really sure how to do it?
1: Sure, absolutely. it's a kind of a seven-step process. Uh, you start with the strategy. Um, the strategy uh, is primarily drive uh, a data-driven culture from the top, because uh, uh, there are organizations in the past which runs based on intuition, based on the gut check. Uh, but uh, when you start uh, driving everything, all your decisions from the top. Uh, through data, uh, then obviously that has, cascades down, right? So so that is number one. Number two is um, treat your data as a shared asset. Um, I used to call it as a utility. So your data should be like an utility for people to use. Uh, it, it could be a utility like electricity, it could be an utility like water, whoever uh, needs it they should be able to tap it and leverage uh, that is number two number three is promote self-service um, uh, mm. having a bunch of folks to help you uncover your data and provide you insights uh, it is not going to add any so develop and help and bring tools that will improve self-service so that is number three Uh, number four uh, is uh, primarily you take away the technical um, uh, backdrop of how to get the data how to modify the data how to use the data Uh, virtualize all your data sets whatever the sources are and primarily bring everything for the users, uh, uh, make it simple uh, to consume whatever the data they want. Uh, number five is secure the data. So today with cloud, uh, with so much of external uh, uh, things that are happening in the world, um, uh, you can have a hacker sneak in, even if you open it for a second, somebody can sneak in and take and wipe off your data. So, so ensure your security is built bottom up and uh, make, make in a way that um, security is part of your overall architecture. Uh, uh, then the last thing is uh, uh, primarily curation of data and elimination of topics. Have a single source of truth and uh, uh, ensure that the truth is very well curated data set.
0: How do uh, decision models enable organizations to maximize the value of their data?
1: So um, when you are looking at decision models, um, uh, most of the uh, organizations, even today, uh, even though I try to call it as uh, days of the past, they are reactive reactive, uh, to the change based on the data that they get uh the, the decision models need to move from reactive to more of predictive. And again, if, if you want to go further, you need to get into a prescriptive metric-driven organization. Uh, so if you are looking to make your organization more agile, um, uh, then you need to transform, you need to uh, enable uh the right decision models uh, for the right set of folks in order to advance your organization's agility. Uh, just to give you an example, um, we have been working with a pretty cool uh, project for a company, uh, which is in the process of uh, collecting seismic data from IC. And uh, uh, primarily, uh, they collect this uh, data, uh, seismic data. And then they share it with a lot of uh, oil rig companies, uh, uh, primarily because uh, these assets are very far from the land and they need to protect their assets uh, in the high sea from any seismic activity. So in order to collect this seismic data, um, you you are uh, sending vessels um, And they are in the middle of the sea uh, for close to around 90 days uh, at a time. And uh, each day in order to operate these vessels, uh, it costs half a million dollars. So um, think of a vessel going into the high sea um, and having um, fiber optic sensor cables which which are running behind these vessels. Uh, And These uh, fiber optic sensor cables collect all the the seismic activity from from the seabed. But when they are collecting this data, if any of the sensor in your fiber optic cable fails, uh, they need to redo that survey. Just think about um, uh, just like that, because of one small sensor failure, because there are close to around thousands of sensors out there, and one small sensor failure, they need to repeat that the entire survey for that particular day again, which will cost them half a million dollars. And uh, think about this entire 90 days, and uh, they were doing resurveys uh, approximately close to around 10%. So, five million dollars of resurvey cost goes there. Uh, if they have trained the decision models instead of uh, being more reactive, why not we predict the failure of a particular sensor? Um, that's where they, uh, we we help them out to build a model to start predicting it. So when we started predicting the failure of a sensor, we were able to predict close to around. 10 to 15 hours before the actual failure occurs, and that gave them that bandwidth for somebody to come in in a small boat and go and replace those sensors behind the vessel, and that reduced the uh, the overall resurvey by 25%. So you are looking at a five million dollar resurvey cost is all of a sudden drop by 1.25 million, just like you, you have already collected the data by putting a small predictive model on top. We need to look at what are the root cause of this failure, right? Why is this sensor failure? Is it because of the rough scene? Or is it because it is brushing on some um, way of we the, the handling these um, fiber optic cables? we were able to save them for every vessel close to around $2 million for a 90-day survey.
0: So efficiency and automation are an increasing topic of conversation in many business circles. Let's talk about data's relationship to those initiatives. What's the value and role of automation, AI, and machine learning in an organization's data analytics strategy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we look at uh, data analytical strategy, um, it should primarily do that uh, path of maturity, uh, where you are today, where you want to go, and what is that journey is going to be. Um, in this journey, um, there are various technologies that are available, either it is automation, either it is machine learning, Auto ML, AI, and each one of them, as I told in the earlier use case, have certain ROIs that it provides. Um, so a simple thing of putting an automation in, right? Um, we have been working with multiple customers on in the space of uh, uh, service desk. And uh, when we look at the majority of the problem in Service Desk, what we have heard is password reset. So number of tickets that have been logged by our customers for password reset is 30%. It is a simple automation. Um, You can enable those automations uh, uh, and people can make it self-service for password reset. Directly, you can reduce your overall Ticket volume by 30%. Uh, is is this not? Um, uh, this is very easy, but why why people are not able to implement it, right? So so that uh, certainly there is a change management component. To that. Uh, but end of the day, you need data set in order to prove out why people are not leveraging some of these functionalities available. Uh, One root cause is uh, if there is an email that has been sent out for automatic password reset, uh, that email gets embedded into your uh, heap of emails that you get, thousands of emails that you are in in your box, and and it is very difficult to search. So we went through the overall uh, experience of chatbot-based experience. So, so that automation. And then driving through the chatbot, uh, then we primarily started looking at, hey, uh, can we introduce natural language processing? Because people want to feel that they are, uh, are talking to a real person behind. They shouldn't feel that they are talking to a machine because that is also one of the things that So we primarily help the customer uh, uh, to reduce their, uh, their ticket uh, uh, flow that is hitting their service desk through automation, then evolving them through AI and machine learning, and then getting to the path of um, uh, almost like a self-healing uh, service desk for them. So, so, so this is very much possible in multiple use cases. Service desk is one. Uh, You can look at things around uh, either if it is an external customer product support kind of a scenario, or if you are looking at more from internal um, business support uh, or even operational support like HR benefits or payroll support, all of this have potential possibilities where AI and machine learning can help you to reduce costs.
0: There's a lot of work ahead for organizations that are shifting to get employees back to a sense of normal as things ease back from the COVID-19 pandemic. Thinking about how organizations mobilize their workforce for re-entry plans, what role can data play or how can it inform an organization's re-entry plan?
1: Uh, We have been working with some of the states uh, in putting together a platform for them to help the businesses reopen. Uh, so this platform is more like the, uh, what type of businesses I am. And then for each type of business, um, you will have different uh, rules. Uh, now for example, for uh, uh, something like a spa, it will be very different than a dog grooming uh, you know, versus uh, a restaurant versus Uh, a gas station, right? And each of these businesses are of varied shape and size. Um, So some of them may have uh, thousands of employees. Some of them may have uh, 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 tens of employees. Some of them may have uh, just two or three uh, employees. Uh, But still, um, they need to adhere to certain uh, um, requirements from the state. So, so from that perspective, what we have created as a platform is that uh, where the employees can uh, go and apply for uh, uh, reopening registration. So, so you can go and register, saying that hey, I want to reopen my business, and then there is a set of rules, and they primarily submit proofs for those rules. Uh, The submission of the proofs could be daily, because it could be a daily record of temperature check for all the employees who are coming in. Or it could be uh, things around, um, uh, which could be on a monthly basis where they need to submit the proof of uh, um, cleaning and and sanitization of their entire uh, workspace. So from that perspective, Um, we have created this entire platform that can help these uh, large uh, states and counties uh, to prepare themselves to reopen. So that is at one level. Now we are looking at organizations. So so when we are looking at organizations, I think the the critical thing is statutory compliance. So you need to have uh, reports uh, and systems that uh, primarily to help you uh, 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 to primarily comply with the statutory requirements. So from that perspective, um, the, the system allows you, uh, based on the statutory requirements, uh, to keep all your records. And that is the data which needs to be collected and then which needs to be submitted to the uh, statutory uh, compliance needs. Uh, second thing is uh, the biggest thing what we have seen is uh, still it is uh, a lot of privacy uh, influences out there, which is contact tracing. Um, that is not easy, but but we are seeing Apple and Google, some of the uh, uh, and they are joining together in order to help out with contact tracing. And that is multiple open source use cases which are there for contact tracing. But bottom line is You don't need to build one more contact tracing. Uh, There are um, applications, there are uh, uh, data which will be made available. You just need to tap and say that whether your employee, based on the contact tracing, is under a, a risk. And if they are under a risk, then how do you want to deal with that? So that's another use case where you may want to Uh, uh, where data will be a bigger play in in terms of contact tracing when you have an employee list of thousands of employees who are coming into the office. Uh, The next area is shift scheduling. Uh, um, um, We have never seen where you need to maintain a six-feet distance and uh, you uh, you need to ensure that uh, your offices are less crowded So so obviously you are looking at scheduling your workforce in such a way, either they come on alternate days or they come at different timings. And that scheduling is another area where data can help based on uh, uh, the type of work somebody is playing and the location they are sitting and and, and putting together the entire um, um, schedule. And the last thing which is very much critical is that Uh, uh, As we all know, uh, this COVID is not primarily uh, 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 economical-induced. This is primarily a uh, 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 health-induced scenario. And if you are coming out of this and when you're reopening, uh, there is a pent-up demand which will go up. And these demand predictions for each one of these businesses, right? So whether it is uh, with the retailer uh, mm-hmm. uh, or whether it is uh, with the restaurant, uh, the people will 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 open up their courses and they are going to uh, primarily look at many of the services where the the demand has been built built up over a period of time. And predicting these demands is is the next critical, where you can react to those demands and try to uh, uh, take advantage of the situation. So, so I think uh, certainly these are multiple areas where data will play a bigger role uh, in getting back to work or reentry plans.
0: For those listening, what is the best way to keep up with what you and tech systems are doing in the data analytics space? Yes, uh, absolutely, Greg.
1: Um, I think tech systems have uh, uh, bigger practice and full stack capabilities of services and staffing solutions that we provide. And uh, for any of the viewers who are interested, uh, they can feel free uh, uh, to look at our website. And um, also the version next now for the uh, data analytics uh, version will be available on our website. So they can go through it. Um, uh, they can also reach out to our local offices uh, where we have uh, a great set of our sellers and the solution uh, architects who are available who can help and guide our customers uh, in, in getting more insights uh, from their
0: data. Well, again, I'd like to thank Ram Plauniapan from Tech Systems for joining the show. Uh, learn more about Tech Systems and their perspective on data at wwwtechsystemscom version next now. I'm Greg Kilstrom. Thanks for listening to the Agile World. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World Podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book the center of experience from my website at the or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.